Welcome to the In Between Podcast. I'm Astrid. And I'm Alexis. And we're two best friends on a journey to living a fun, intentional life. We know it's easier to share on a season of life once it's behind you. But what about when you're in the middle of the growth, confusion, and decision-making? This lifestyle podcast is for the everyday gal who loves to travel, talk about business, relationships, fashion, and everything in between. friends and welcome back to another episode of the in between podcast it is one half of the pod alexis and the other half astrid and today on the podcast we're going to be talking about this like in between month right truly <laughs> just, just literally the month of december that we're about to walk into is filled with holidays it's filled with like a lot of busyness and we just kind of wanted to be intentional about how can we use this month to also reflect on the past year and set some intentions for what you want 2023 to look like there's nothing like walking into a new year feeling a bit aimless i've been there mm-hmm. and i'm kind of like well another year's here and it's not like you're apathetic towards it but you're just kind of feel a little like lost or like i don't really know what my vision is for this next year. So I thought we would just have like an honest chat about it. And um, I'm really excited about this episode because I have no idea what I'm going to say. <laughs> As you know, we love to go off the cuff. That's how we really? truly operate the best. But yeah, I am so excited for this. I think that December can be one of those months that also brings anxiety as you're leading into January and you're thinking about all these goals. And so you might start rushing into some of them and being like, okay, well, I don't want to start January 1st. I want to start now. And so you're pushing through along with all these events um, because you want to feel proactive. But then, Or then on the flip side, you're like, I'm just going to ignore all of this until January and then mm-hmm. give it the space. So I think mostly this conversation will be not really on goal setting. I feel like that's part two. It's more right now of like, how do you even go about deciding what you want to do next year? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess that in between season, I'm excited for it. <laughs> me me too. Before we dig into the topic, um, I wanted to say how excited we are about those of you who have already purchased tickets to our very first live event. I cannot believe it's happening. And very on brand for even this episode, it's it's gonna. The event is on December twentieth from six to eight p.m. for our nine to five girlies, and um, it is called In Between Years, and so it's it's reflecting on twenty twenty three and casting. Sorry, reflecting on twenty twenty two and casting a vision for twenty twenty three. So we're really excited to meet you in person and um, help facilitate some of that reflection as well as some of those goals that you have for twenty twenty three. Maybe you'll even walk away with an accountability partner. Um, yes. But we're just excited. It's going to be so much fun. We we still have tickets left um, as well if you want to purchase a ticket. Um, it's going to be hosted in Effingham, Illinois. So if you're um, – which is where I'm from. And if you are from the area or going to be home for the holidays, we would love to have you there. If you're curious and want to learn more about the event or purchase a ticket – 
the link to do that is in the show notes of this episode. And you can also go to inbetweenpodcast.eventbrite.com. And Eventbrite is spelled event, E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E. <laughs> uh, but we'll also have that linked in the show notes for you as well. And I just like, come hang out with us. Come hang out Yes. <laughs> we cannot wait to meet you all. It's going to be so great. I've already received so many messages too, and I'm like, you're all coming. This is happening. It's happening. And yeah. And I think the best part is just, this is something that you and I would probably do on our own, mm-hmm. but now we get to invite a, do it together, but then B invite everybody else to be a part of it of like, how do you even go about auditing and figuring out what you want for next year? So I'm excited to do it in community and to be able to share that time um, with you all. So be sure to get your tickets before they run out. We are limiting those spots, uh, but yeah, we cannot wait for that. Um, Super excited. Yes. Well, next up, we are going to go ahead and share a little bit more of our Thanksgiving. So tell me about your Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was great. I made my Nana's noodles and um, her homemade noodles, like with the egg and the flour and you roll them out and you cut them and you wait for them to dry. It's like the whole thing. And they were actually really good. Um, So that was like a big pat on my own back. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just actually like nailing my Nana's noodles. That was like a big high point for Thanksgiving. But no, we got to spend such an amazing time with um, my family, my parents, my my brother and my sister-in-law and then their two kids, uh, Matthew and I's niece and nephews, uh, niece and nephew, singular. Uh, were there. It was so much fun getting to show them like our house and our neighborhood. And um, I got to take, uh, we both got to take Brock and Leah to our gym and like, then Lee and I did hot yoga and it was just like, it was really nice to spend quality time together and show them aspects of our life that, you know, you kind of miss out on the day to day when you live States away from family. And we watched spirited. Oh my gosh. It's the new, uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds movie from Apple. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that. It's good. It is so good. I don't want to overhype it, but if you <laughs> if you like Christmas movies and you like musicals, I'm not even a musical fan. Like I don't I don't really like seek out musicals. It was fantastic. We watched it with my whole family after the kids went to bed and me, Matthew and my dad were like cackling. We it was is really really good. So definitely watch and it's very family friendly as well. Good. Like clean, you know, so you could watch it with kids or teenagers. Anyways, it was really good. So, um, we had a great time. I hated that my mom was sick. She had a sinus infection. Oh no. She was like sick, sick, had a fever. Like it was, it was bad. Was she just in bed the whole time? Yeah, almost. Like she, she started feeling better Saturday and then she was started feeling so much better on Sunday and then they left Monday morning. Mm. So I felt really bad for her because she kind of missed, out on like the cooking and hanging out with us for the Thanksgiving part, but we still got in some good quality time, but I hated that. It's like, there's nothing like being really, really sick when you're away from home. You're not in your own bed. Like, you know, you just, you're out of your comfort zone and then you're sick. So I really felt for my mom. But. Yeah. And it's like holidays. So you have to socialize and, and be with people that you want to be with. But when you're sick, you just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I felt for her and I got to bond with my niece Collins. Uh, she calls me Aunt Awexa. Oh. <laughs> and she was like, I want Aunt Awexa to put me to sleep. And it, I, it was very cute. I don't know. And I'm also a very direct person. Like I talk to kids like they're adults. Yeah. Like, 
like not not in like a I don't know, but in like a direct way. I don't like baby kids. I just just not that's not yeah. in my nature. And um, I was just like very direct with her. Like if she was listening to me, I was like, "Hey, I told you that you can't do that." Or like, I told you not to to play on the stairs because you're going to get hurt. And she like listened to me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, this, this is, works with kids too. This is going well. <laughs> and then also sometimes she would not listen to me at all. So it's fine. But sure. I got to flex some anti, you know, uh, muscles this, this weekend. Oh, we love that. We yeah. love that. I love being an aunt. I can't wait to see the kiddos again. All the cuddles. How was your Thanksgiving? It was so good. Um, so I have a new partner. So I guess you heard it on the pod first. What? <laughs> I didn't know we were going to be doing this today. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're so hard to watch on the podcast. <laughs> I knew first. Okay. Yes. I'm um, kidding. So more details on that later. But um, I got to meet his side of the family. We had a lot of fun. Um, and then he got to meet my family, which was great. Um, and it was also a lot of translating. So most of my family only speaks Spanish. And so it was a lot of back and forth. But it went super well. My nephews loved him. We had a lot of fun um, playing games and all of that. And then over the weekend, um, I mentioned on the podcast last week that I wanted to completely disconnect and have a good time and just relax, really. Um, And so, yeah, so that's pretty much what I did. I disconnected. I did not respond to any inquiries or DMs or messages or anything. And I feel like a new woman today. Like my Mm. energy, I think that there's also different types of rest, I think sometimes we can feel exhausted and we're like, I needed sleep. I did not need more sleep. Like my sleep was fine. I was just mentally burnt out and exhausted. And so just being able to mentally clock out and just do things around the house, watch movies, go for a walk, like literally just intuitively be like, oh, what do we want to do now? And then just follow that through was so nice. Um, And so, yeah, that's pretty much my weekend. I got to spend a lot of time with family and make lots of Hispanic food. Um, I made arepas. Oh, I would love that. Yes. Maybe whenever I'm home for the holidays, we could have an arepas night. Yes, we totally can. Okay, good. I would love that. (laughs) What was the for? (laughs) Like the like, I just got so excited. Oh. (laughs) Then then I was like, well, maybe we could do it for the the Christmas party thing. But Oh, we could. Yeah, that would be great. We could. Let's do I could, it. I could come early and help you. Yeah. I love Anyways. It. <laughs> Not me just I'm, hard launching on the podcast. Hey, <laughs> that was the best. That's honestly right there. That's the best part of my day so far. <laughs> <laughs> I, that literally made my week. It's only Tuesday, but I am very excited about I love it. The, the public, the public knowing. Um, no, I'm really proud of you and I'm excited and we can dig into all that whenever you want to, but I'm really happy for you. Thank you. These are our, our people, our community. So you guys get in on the secret. <laughs> yeah, you guys get in on the, the inner circle. Um, also, this weekend, I ran a 5K. And yes. like on on Thanksgiving, Matthew and I did a turkey trot. And it's like there were thousands of people there. It was downtown Houston. It was like insane. And our friends, Mimi and Sebastian, they do half marathons, marathons. They climb mountains. Like they're very um, 
like athletic and they're very endurance. That's what I'm trying to say. They're very like endurance. Um, they're attracted to endurance events is what I'm trying to say. I'm like, like, what am I, how do I, how do I communicate this? And Mimi, they were like, do you want to do this? The the turkey trot, we're not going to do the 10 K this year. We're just going to do the 5K. Just. And I'm like, okay. So I told Matthew it was supposed to rain. Long story short, I told him, I was like, if I, if we wake up and it's raining, I am not going to go on the morning before we're supposed to host family for five days and go be outside in the rain and get, end up getting sick. Like, I'm just not risking it. We wake up. It's not raining. And so we go. And I also communicated to him. I was like, I want you to run and do whatever you need to do. I'm going to walk, run, whatever I need to do, but I don't want any kind of pressure or expectation that we stay together, Mm -hmm. that we stay on pace. Like, I know that's a silly thing, but like when you're in the moment, the last thing you want is your person that you're doing a 5k or 10k or marathon with to be like, Hey, let's go. What are you doing? And you're like, Hey, we're not doing this together. (laughs) Yes. So leave anyway, me alone. <laughs> yeah, literally, don't even look at me. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, we um we got to mile one, and I was just like in it. I had taken pre workout before, and I I was like yeah, and I was listening to my feeling myself playlist on Spotify, and I was absolutely unstoppable. And we hit mile two, and Matthew like was looking over at me, and he was like like wide-eyed, like, wow, like we're really doing this, you know, like completely shocked that about like my output. And, um, he like was going to go show me his Apple watch to like show me like where we were out of the 3.15 miles. And I was like, no, like, I was like, don't show me. I don't want to see. So there was something about not knowing where I was that helped me keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like if I knew, I'm like, oh, I'd be discouraged by seeing how much farther I had to go. Mm. And there were just so many mental barriers, babe, that I was like unlocking. I was like, we can do this. And then I thought at like mile two and a quarter, I really started to feel my body was like, yo, (laughs) we're whipping out a 5k here and we don't run. Like this is not something that we were prepared to do, but I am in the best shape of my life so far. And so there was a part of like, my body was able to carry me through that challenge Mm -hmm. because of the past year and a half of like showing up for myself consistently. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was really interesting. And I thought about like, wow, how cool would it, how cool would it be to look back and say, I did this for the first time in 10 years because I haven't ran a 5k all the way through since I was 19 and I'm 29 mm-hmm. now. So that was like a big Thanksgiving. Like I was riding a high that whole day. I was in the best mental state ever. I was like, okay, I like really showed up and challenged myself and pushed through a lot of physical discomfort. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I was really proud of myself. So I am so proud of let's, you. That let's let's do it, honeys. Let's go out there and let's, let's push ourselves physically. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think that goes to show like you can do a lot more than you think that you can. And at the same time, like you knew, hey, you've been working out consistently for a year and a half. Like it's not like you went from no activity to then go do a 5K and make yourself sick. Mm -hmm. You were, I just had a point of you are like an athletic person now. And so Mm -hmm. your body is able to withstand that. And now you're just moving your body in a different way, but just moving in a way that we don't know if we were going to be successful or not. 
and yeah. with people can can be hard. And so I'm so proud of you for <laughs> like you. staying focused and that mental toughness of like, okay, all the the thoughts that come whenever you were sharing that, I totally relate. Like anytime I'm at the gym and I'm pushing through, I feel that come in and I'm like, oh, I'm tired already. Like that's it. Like we did enough. And then I go back to it and I'm like, okay, it's not about the extra rep. It's about the mindset. Yeah. So if I give in, what else am I going to give in in life? Mm. So let's just do that one extra for the sake of building our mental toughness that we can do more than we think. And that 100%. was a, a big part of what you were doing. And that's yeah. for like three miles. <laughs> or three <and> a half. <laughs> Yeah, it, I agree. And it, it kind of made me think about how much what we say to ourselves impacts what we do and how we act where I'm like, oh, I'm not a runner. I even said it just earlier. I was like, we don't run. Well, if we, if we're not a runner and we tell ourselves we don't run, we're never going to run. And we're never going to put ourselves in situations where we complete a race Mm -hmm. or where we even sign up for the race. Right. And it's like, what areas of my own life? And if you're listening, like what areas of your life do you say, I don't do this. I can't do this. I'm not this kind of person. And really, it's like almost a barrier for something that you really actually want or something that you're curious about or something that you do actually want to try. But because you've said, I don't do this or this isn't for me, you almost like shut yourself off from that ever becoming a possibility for you. And that was a big lesson like I got to kind of uncover this weekend. (laughs) Well, and it's it's those limiting beliefs. And it's sure. wild that you're mentioning that because I actually had that as a point for today's conversation that no matter what it is and how we audit our year, and we're going to jump into this now, being able to start at the point of what are those limiting beliefs around those things that you want? Because ultimately, if you think you're going to fail, if you think that I am not a gym person, I am not a someone that is organized i am not an entrepreneur all these labels that we put on ourselves then you're not going to be and so how can we start before the habits kick in before the action or maybe simultaneously you have to rewire your own words and thoughts to be able to get that through and i think that for me that was the biggest breakthrough point this year is I I literally every single morning repeated the contrary to what I believed about myself for months. And it was like, rewired me, rewired my brain. (laughs) And Mm. I am at the point where I know I need a new layer of that and a new level of those limiting beliefs and being able to re say those every morning. But it's wild how much like goal setting or changing our habits and life ultimately is just halted by what we believe about ourselves. A hundred percent. And it's like, who put that thought there? Who, you know, was it always me? Was it society? Was it someone? And it's like looking at the narrative and starting to break it down word for word. And it's like trying to understand the origin of the thought can really help you overcome it as well by like rewriting it, understanding why you think that way or believe that about yourself, even though it's not true, it's not factual and 
kind of overcoming that over time, like you said, takes months. It's not an overnight scenario. Um, really quick before we dig into the topic, because it's like we're just we're edging closer and closer <laughs> to it, is we need to do our in-between. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we almost forgot our thing. That would be that, that would be the first episode that we just like did not do an oh, in-between. Oh no. So, um if you're if you're a new listener, we always uh, in the beginning of the show, which now we're 20 minutes in, so hey, sue us. But um, <laughs> in the beginning of the show, we always share our personal in-betweens because we're always in between some area of growth in our lives. Um, and I'll, I'll do my very, very best to keep this short. Would you like me to go first? Sure. Okay. I am currently in between figuring out what it is that I want and what I thought I wanted. So I am in like this episode could not come at a better time, but I'm very much trying to uncover and get a lot of clarity on everything that I kind of envisioned and thought I wanted and asking myself, like, is that really what I want anymore? And what does that look like? And it feels painful already. And there's like a sense of mourning, I think, that comes with grieving opportunities or grieving dreams that you once had, but there just doesn't seem to be any life in it anymore. And it's actually not really what you want now. It's just honoring that you wanted it at one time and letting it go. And so I'm very much in the middle of that right now. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think it can be so hard to let those dreams go. And at the same time, there's nothing more powerful than recognizing like perhaps what 20-year-old Alexis wanted is not what 29-year-old Alexis wants now. Mm -hmm. And we have infinite possibilities of the life that we get to create. And so being able to choose those paths, like the decisions that you've made and this intentional, beautiful life that you're building, some of those past dreams and hopes just don't fit. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy that you brought up like the grieving part of it. Cause I think that's an area of even goal setting and all of that, that we don't talk about is mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. We're shifting here or we're healing in this direction and we're doing better. And I wish things would have been different or I wish certain things would have worked out or I just need to let this go and know this is not a part of my life anymore. Yeah. It's so. hard. <laughs> What about you? What are you in between right now? Well, since I hard launched on the podcast, <laughs> I can be more candid with my words. I know. I know. <laughs> Every week, it's like very carefully chosen words of yeah. what to say. I love it. Go back and listen to the other ones and you guys will be able to pick up on it. Like, hmm, okay, I see where this is applicable to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am in between learning to be in a relationship again after such a long time of being on my own. And specifically in my case, just after going through a very difficult and traumatic experience in my last relationship. And so being able to not bring some of those old thoughts and patterns into this new relationship and also just realize like I'm a new, I'm different, like I have healed And also like learning to navigate like triggers and all of that. So I think not a lot of people talk about after you go through a really tough relationship, then the new one and even though like it's healthy, 
you are just hurt still and you have to pretty much combat all these thoughts and feelings. So it's been a very beautiful time of healing and realizing that I don't have to hold on to certain things anymore, just like you were mentioning. Um, and at the same time, it's just, it's a lot of awareness, a lot of work. Um, but mm. yeah, I am in between just learning how to be in this new season of my life. Mm. And I'm so proud of all of the intentional effort and energy and healing that you've put in to be in this place as well. Like just getting, getting to the in-between right? I think that's another part of this conversation and everyone's kind of healing journey is even just getting to that middle ground where you're like, okay, we're here. Yeah. (laughs) And it's been really beautiful to witness you step into those places and, and, um, surrender elements of your story and, and try again and feel, um, confident in doing so and trusting yourself. And it's really beautiful to witness. And, um, it is also giving yourself grace to recognize that like we can't ignore our past and we can't ignore our triggers. And we can also give ourselves permission to recognize like, this is a new day. This is a new experience. I'm a different person. I've shifted and changed since those moments. Um, and so it's like the duality of holding space for both. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think a big part of it too, is just being able to accept and hug all the parts of our life as embrace it as part of our story. And so rather than like just shoving it to a side and being like, I'm this new person. It's like, no, this is a part of me. And here is what like those scars, here's what they taught me and I'm proud of who they've made me. And so if you can accept that, great. If not, then that's okay. Mm -hmm. And so I think just being able to show up as your full self is just a a huge gift. So yeah, more to come. I'm sure we'll have a conversation down the road on the podcast, but I'm really happy. And um, yeah, I'm really grateful that this is kind of where the end of the year is headed. Mm-hmm. Me too. I can't wait to see what 2023 holds for both of us, Queen. Okay. Shall we shift? Let's shift. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's shift. We've really carried the audience through a lot today. We really have. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Uh, let's shift it into, you know, high gear. We'll shift it up to, uh, to five. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Comedic relief. So where do you want to begin? I feel like there's a couple different things we can do, but you kind of mentioned around taking this episode in a direction of like auditing where you are and it's kind of the first step towards goal setting. And there's, there can be a lot of, a lot of momentum in the new year, right? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. this, it's this beautiful like cycle that we live in on a 12 month schedule mm-hmm. and January can be filled with so much momentum. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how can we use December as a, um, like a fueling station? Mm-hmm. Like we're at the gas station right now and we're putting gas in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I love your stories <laughs> or your metaphors. We're at the gas yes. station and like, so we want January to be, you know, we're on a jet. Like we're, we're ready. So we're ready to fly. <laughs> I'm leaving on a jet plane, baby. So where do you <laughs> oh want to begin gosh. with that? Um, 
I mean, with that though, I will add, I think some people um, can feel what like overwhelmed too, because perhaps other years you've tried different goal settings and then you've kind of given up two years, two months in, and then you're just like, well, here's another year where I have to try all these things and then be reminded of why I can't. And so I feel like that can be a big layer. So if you're feeling any kind of resistance towards the new year, I feel like first, like stop and check there and realize like none of us are perfect. We all fail at our goals. It's just a matter of getting back up, get like consistently moving forward, creating a plan. And that's really what this is for. And like what, how you were saying of using that fuel is, okay, you have this fuel, you're in that mountain high right now. Let's use that to audit things, to be excited about it, and then to create plans so that when you're on that low and on those days where you're just like, I don't want to do it, or I can't, or I want to ignore it, you already have a plan set for that. So I think being strategic of how we use that is huge. Um, but yeah, first step, I think, and and this is this is our thoughts and processes. This is by no means like scientifically proven or anything. Mm-hmm. No, it is. This is this is the scientific formula. <laughs> the in between pod. <laughs> Be sure to quote us. Step one. Sites. <laughs> um, I think just being able to audit. So what does that actually look like, right? I think being able to sit down and look at the different areas of your life and say, okay, what needs more attention or what things do I want to level up more? What um, areas do I want to expand on? So for example, um, your health, perhaps you conquered some habits this year. Awesome. Take time to celebrate that. What's next? Are you wanting to try cycle syncing? Are you wanting to try a different type of workout? You want to train for a 5k, like whatever that might be set that there, your finances, like whether it's budgeting, whether it's now investing, like whatever those things are, don't focus on like how you're going to get it done. I think the first layer is using that excitement to just see it all, see Mm -hmm. what are the areas that you want to grow in. What do you, what else do you think for the auditing process? Yeah, I love that. I think taking the sections of your life. So um, finances, spirituality, career, um, adventure. It's a big one. Relationships, family and friends and figuring out like, okay, in these areas, how do I want to grow? You could even something that, um, we do a lot in, in have done in team building in my career is something called, uh, start, stop, continue. And it's like, what do I want to start doing in these areas? What do I want to stop doing in these areas? And what do I want to continue doing? And so it's like honoring what you want to continue doing by not adding something new um, and seeing, okay, what's already working for me? And then what what do I maybe need to eliminate in these categories to add back more time to my day, to give me more energy, to, um, you know, um, do more self-care, like whatever the situation is. And then what do I need to start doing to hit these goals? If I want to level up on my finances, what do I need to start doing daily, weekly, monthly, and break it down in that way as well? Not everything is a daily task. Sometimes things we really want to start doing are actually monthly tasks. Mm -hmm. It's like just giving yourself the freedom to not pile everything into a day, 
but maybe it's something you check twice a month and you have more clarity on it. So then you know, okay, this is what I'm doing with my money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that can also help too, is like, look at the frequency and the attention that those different categories might need. And then I also think a really important element here is to recognize your tendencies in those areas. So I want to like, yes, we are motivated and we are auditing and we're looking at all these different things that we could do and want to do and have always wanted and things that we're like, okay, I really want to stop doing this, all that. I also think like we need to recognize our original patterns of behavior mm-hmm. and that also requires finesse and maintenance and work. So I'm going to give you a very specific example. Um, let's take going to, let's take movement. Okay. Movement is very tied to eating, um, like for me personally. So it's like, I'm moving my body and I'm eating because I'm burning calories and I'm, I'm inputting calories. Those two things feel very congruent when I'm in a healthy headspace, when I'm in a negative headspace or I'm in a depressive cycle. My tendency in these areas is to not move my body and is to go towards foods that are high in salt and sodium and high in sweets and sugar. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, those are my tendencies. I have to take extreme ownership over those tendencies when circumstances don't align. So it's like, oh, well, my circumstances are dictating my behavior. And so that's when like the discipline comes in and all that. That's like a whole other topic. But I think that's a really important aspect of this audit is honesty, is recognizing like, okay, I want to grow my business. All right. Well, my tendency with growing my business is I will be on coaching calls. I'll record podcasts. I'll create social content all day. But when it comes to like building out and mapping out a launch or uh, maybe growing the business, that feels very scary to me. Mm -hmm. And so then I will just put that off and put that off. I'll maintain the business. I'll maintain everything I've got going. Mm -hmm. But to grow it, I'm scared of working on it. So what will I do? I'll say, oh, I'm going to work on that this weekend. And then subconsciously, I'll start making lots of plans on the weekend. Won't make time for it. So I need to be able to be honest with where my ten- my tendencies are mm-hmm. um, so that when I set these goals, I also know how am I going to combat that tendency um, so that I can actually achieve what I want to achieve instead of like always feeling like I have this goal, but I never reach it. Well, it's because I haven't really, I haven't gone to the root of the behavior around the tendency and like the default. Yes. So, so good. I th- I'm so glad you brought that up because I think being able to be honest with yourself is number one. And all of these habits and goals that we have, nothing's going to really progress forward if those deep layers are still going to be there. Like you're really, think of it as you're healing forward. You're, You're evolving into the person that you were actually created to be rather than this like weight of goals that you're like, oh, why do we have to do this as humans? Like, why do we have to push forward? No, you're getting free of all the things that you thought that you were and walking towards that. So if you're getting free of those things, what are those things? So being able to lay out those sections and say, okay, in my relationships, well, why am I scared to get close to people? Like if my goal is to build more quality time, why haven't I done it this year? So be honest with yourself. Is it? Is there something there? Is it time? 
And so now you have to like, you know, do that. Is there a conversation that you need to have with certain people to be able to get closer to them? Like be honest there or even with your own habits. So being able to create like certain words too, when those triggers come up of like, okay, I don't want to move. And so then you have a a statement that reminds you of who you are and who you want to be. And then you step into that. So for example, for me, I have noticed that um, I can kind of get messy sometimes. And at the same time, I'm extremely organized. It's very weird. Like everything is color coded. Everything is like has to be put in a certain specific way. But I realize that my perfectionism to make everything so perfect keeps me from staying organized because if I don't have time to put it away exactly how I want to, I'll just set it there until I have the time to organize it perfectly. So Mm. this whole past year, I've been working on imperfect is better than messy and it it like disturbs my mental health. So we're mm. letting that go. It doesn't have to be perfect. So now yeah. the socks are in in the container, but they are not perfectly color coded. You know those types of things. And then if I have extra time, lovely. Let's do it how we want. And so what I've been doing though is in those moments where I'm rushing, and I'm like, well, I'm not gonna be able to put it away how I want to. I keep reminding myself, um, let's leave it how we how we want to find it. Mm. So takes a shower, you know, PJs are on the floor. Let's leave the bathroom, how we found it. So mm-hmm. little words that I'm like, okay, I'm in my bedroom getting my makeup done. Let's leave the makeup, how we want to find it. Mm-hmm. So little things that just remind me of, okay, my future self will feel more peace when this happens. So I think a big part is what you mentioned of being honest with yourself. And then the next step is like, how can you set yourself up for success when you run into those barriers as well? Yeah. I love that. Something that I, I learned it from TikTok, Sydney McAdams, I think is her last name. Love her. She's a gym girly and she's actually who influenced Matthew and I to do a fitness closet, like of all athletic wear. I love it. But she does this thing at night. She always does a kitchen refresh at night, like before she goes to bed. And I, we've adopted that. And so every night we always have the kitchen clean, counters wiped down and vacuumed. Mm -hmm. And so when we come down in the morning to like make our smoothie, make our coffee, get ready for our day, the entire kitchen area is, is like spotless. Well, not spotless. Like, you know, don't go in there with a microscope, but you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like it's clean. Mm -hmm. And that can really help your your routine. It can help set your routine up for success because past you was doing the work for future you. Mm-hmm. Another element too, if like these categories feel too overwhelming, like oh, I, I don't know how to go deep in like these different areas, something that can also help and something that I'm working on right now is revis- revisiting your needs, your wants, and your values. And like getting clarity on what is it that I need most in life? What do I want most in life? And then what do I value most in life? When you have clarity on around those three things, it can help the goal setting, the auditing where you are, and then figuring out where it is that you want to go. It can make a lot of that feel more connected and more intentional because you've done that foundational work of, okay, I know what my core needs are. I know that I need, I need, um, 
at least one to two days or like evenings to myself. I don't want to have plans. Um, I need um, at least one to two adventures or trips or events for me to look forward to. Like, and I can tell when I don't have something that I'm looking forward to or planning for, I kind of get a little bit of the blues. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I'm looking forward to going home for Christmas. And then I'm looking forward to my company retreat in Cancun. And it's like these little milestones that, that are filled with adventure that really mean a lot to me. So like, what does that look like for you? And then when it comes to wants, this is like things that you want in your life. I want my house to feel organized, clean, and not cluttered. Okay. So how can I build an organizational routine, a cleaning routine with my husband, where that's something that we can achieve. It's not a need for me personally, it's a want. And so it's like, when you start to get into that and categorize those out, then it can help you get gain clarity on where you might need to take action. And then like things you value, I value freedom in every sense of the word of freedom. So, Mm -hmm. okay. Where in my life right now, do I not feel free? Where in my life do I feel the hardest to feel free? Mm-hmm. Or what relationship might feel the hardest to feel free inside? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then I can like start to identify some of these areas that um, I could do a little bit of work in or I could release altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that can be another element that can really be helpful when you're trying to gain clarity on like, what does this next year look like for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's so powerful. I love that we're sharing different tools and ideas that have worked for us in the past. And I feel like to add to this, um, we've pulled some of these tools in certain years and other years we haven't, right? And so don't feel like you need to do all of these things. It's whatever resonates the most with you, tap into that. And so another aspect of it too would be um, setting like for me, I like to see everything. I I like to lay everything out. So I like to audit all of my areas, lay it all in, um, into relationships, finances, et cetera. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to take action on all of them right away. So then after I can see everything clearly, I can step back and say, okay, what two to three areas do I want to tackle in the first quarter that feels digestible to me. And it also doesn't feel like something's going to pop out of the woodworks. Like that's just something that I personally feel. It's like, if I don't look at all of it suddenly, oh my gosh, my finances are out of control, but my health is like 10 out of 10 because I'm eating organic and all these things, you know, (laughs) and splurging. Um, and so being able to do that for me has worked really well. Um, and like moving into the new year, I think that can work well. And especially if you're an entrepreneur, I think a lot of things can change within a quarter. So all of these tools are is more of a, of a habit than it is a new year. And for you to set it for the entire year, mm-hmm. I think this would be useful to do at the end of March again and be like, okay, where am I at? Does what I thought about in December still even align with where I'm at in life? Like mm-hmm. for me, the goals that I set in January of last year, within two, like in January, I had no idea or prospect that I was even going to like leave my full-time job. And then in two to three months, in three months, I had a new life. Like <laughs> truly, mm-hmm. like I was on my own. Um, it was just wild. And so a lot of those things just didn't apply anymore. So being able to just kind of get in the habit of what are these habits and what are the layers and being able to let them go, I think um, is important 
So is there anything else on the audit section that you want to add to? Um, not necessarily. I did have one thing I wanted to share from someone who I'm like absolutely adore and have followed and worked with over the past six or six or so years. Her name's Maya Elias and she is a fantastic business coach. I went to her um, impact weekend in February and I just love her. So she, she shared four things to clarify in your business before 2023 on her Instagram today. And I knew we were having this discussion. So I screenshot it. So this, these are not my words. This is from Maya Elias. Highly recommend following her on Instagram. But the, her four questions were, what do you want your brand to be known for? What do you, um, what do, you do better than 99% of the world? That's question one. So it's like, what, what do you do that's different, that's special, that's unique if you're a business owner? Um, question number two, how do you want to deliver your excellence to the world? What will your offers be? Like, what's the product? What's the service? Question three, what, um, sorry, what would you do if fear wasn't holding you back? So like just brain dump. And this is for whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, want to be, or you're just a, you're just, um, a nine to five gal like me, (laughs) like, what would you do in your life if fear was not holding you back? And then question four, how many people, um, how many people do you want to help? And, and then underneath that, it says, or how much money do you want to make? And a lot of that can be, um, the equations there are, are very connected, but that I'm like, okay, I need to do this in my own business. Like just realigning brain dumping, everything that comes out of like, okay, what do I want to be known for? And what do I want to offer? And how do I want to offer? Who do I want to work for? like with, you know, how do I want to impact them? And it's like, you get kind of pigeonholed a little bit in areas of your life because it's comfortable and you are known for it. And it's like, how could that potentially be keeping me from a different area of growth? And so it's giving yourself permission to kind of step back and look at a bigger picture and really take all the guardrails off. No bumpers. We're not, we don't use bumpers anymore when we're bowling. Like how do we hit a strike without feeling like we need to have bumpers? And that's mm-hmm. like, that's me right now. I'm like, okay, I've got to have my bumpers up though, because that's my safety net. And I think that's whenever you're able to align and get clarity on some of those questions that can really help you figure out like, okay, how could I be holding my own self back? That's so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that. As you were sharing it, it made me think how this so very much applies even to people who aren't in business. So if you're not in business, what is it that you do 99% better than other people? What is it that you're so passionate about? Like perhaps you have a nine to five job that you love and you have a big heart for um, kids And so suddenly you want to go volunteer somewhere and like that is just in there or you love art and you want to um, go and paint more and maybe even teach people how to like paint because you're this artist that you just paint on your own and don't have time to step out of that. So what are some of those? It doesn't always have to equal a business or something that you're going to end up full time in. Mm -hmm. But if you have a gift then how can you share that with the world just out of pure passion and love? And if it's part of your business, great. And if it's not, then perhaps that can add more color and excitement to your life next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It can. Anytime that you're reading business material, I do feel like there's a way that you can apply it to your own life. 
Yes. Which I love. Um, yeah, I, I think that reflecting on where you're at and starting to take um, maybe even two to three ideas and starting to map them out from this conversation can can maybe apply to the first 90 days of the year. When you're looking at an entire year, it can feel very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So I love what you said too around like look at the first quarter of the year and what are two or three things that you want to focus on? Actually, this, I was just telling Matthew this, that that's something I want to do for this next year is just pick two or three areas of focus and just go really deep. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it's really easy to get distracted with your goals, to get distracted with social media and TV. I'm so guilty of just watching way too much TV um, or even like reading too much, like just doing too much of entertainment, if that makes sense. And like mm-hmm. numbing in a way mm-hmm. where it's like none of this is actually doing anything. For, it reaches a point where it's not productive anymore. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's lovely. Okay. So don't get me wrong. But I think it's like going too deep into relaxation mode. And then it's like, you're trying to wheel yourself out of like, okay, I actually do have these goals and dreams that I do care about. Why am I not doing anything about them? Yeah. So look at areas of life where you might be doing too much of like comforting Mm -hmm. and like, how can you give yourself a little bit of, um, that self-talk of like, okay, this has been okay and this has worked for me now, but where I'm going, this isn't going to work for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And so like, how can I let some of that those tendencies and some of those habits go so that I can make space for what's next for me? Yeah. Yeah. I think it can also, like as you were sharing some of those habits, um, it was taking me back to a time where it felt just so overwhelming to look at my life and audit. And so if you're in that space right now where, you know, we, you, you perhaps do catch yourself numbing and just scrolling and you're just like feeling anxious about the next year and all of that, like we have both been there and something that helped me was making a date out of it, like a solo date and be like, okay, let's peel away from everything, phone on airplane mode. And rather than feeling so much like business and like you have to set these goals it's more like okay let's just have a real talk like where do we want life to go like is this what we want out of life what Mm -hmm. we have right now is this it is this as good as it gets and then I feel like when you're able to have those hard conversations with yourself and those solo dates for me it's like pick up coffee and go to like a remote nature location And then suddenly like it almost clears the emotional air first prior to putting even more pressure because if you're already in a heavy emotional state where you don't feel at peace with yourself, adding all these goals is only going to strain you further and perhaps even throw you into a spiral where you're just like, well, see, that's why I can't do it. I can't do this. I can't do that. And so let's peel back so that your mindset is strong enough that when those low points come, you can speak with kindness back to yourself and be like, okay, we fell off the bandwagon, but remember that conversation we had back in that solo date? We want our life to look like this. We deserve more. We deserve a clean home. We deserve a healthy body that moves well. We deserve healthy relationships. 
So now what does it take to get there? And I feel like that can be just such a different mindset to operate from than I have to get these goals done. I have to do these things. And it's still the same action, but one is a lot more freeing and more loving and more enjoyable. And again, you're freeing yourself from these weights and walking toward, towards what you were created to be rather than just pushing forward with all these weights as well. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share that because I think like sometimes goal setting can feel glorified and, and there is a lot of grieving too, grieving mm-hmm. your comfort zone, grieving who you thought you were, grieving that you can't just like sit on the couch when you want to and you have to be like, no, like I want a better life so I'm going to work for it mm-hmm. and that's what I have to do. Yeah. And, that, and that can be having those conversations with yourself, which literally I'm speaking to myself here. <laughs> it is, it's hard. It's hard, but it's, it's so good. Um, and I'm taking notes for myself too, of like, what are those, what are those things, those words that you're going to have in place and ready to go maybe in your notes app section that when you're feeling low in those target areas, you can go back and read them and be like, oh yeah, that's why, or mm. I am capable. I am an athlete. So I go to the gym. I am someone that eats well. And I think um, one last thing that I wanted to share on that too is like after you audit and as you find yourself in this in-between month, what can you do before January to set yourself up for success for that? So perhaps like cleaning out your closet, cleaning out the pantry, buying the certain like cleaning materials, buying the gym membership or, or like choosing what kind of movement you want and like actually getting it done or setting those doctor's appointments for certain things, like all of that, you can, you can still, you can still take action in this next month that can help you feel like, okay, when Jan, I can rest now, everything's planned for. And when January comes, I'm locked in, ready to go rather than waiting for everything to kind of hit you in January. Mm, I love that. Every Everything that you just said, I resonated with that. So I, the whole time I was like, she's so smart. <laughs> she's so smart. She's so wise. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, seriously, though, I'm going to go back and listen to that because I really needed it. And I think – so Matthew and I have a date night tomorrow night. And well, actually, when you're listening to this, this Wednesday um, – and we're going to audit what are where we landed with our November goals. And then we're going to set December goals. And I think one of, as you were talking, I think one of my December goals is going to be three or four like intentional reflective brainstorming sessions about what I want the next year to look like mm. and do it in like sections mm. instead of doing it all at once. Because I have realized I get very, very overwhelmed by that. Um, and I put a lot of pressure on myself to then achieve everything I laid out. And so it's like, maybe if I do it in phases where like phase one is just ideation, like what's, what's all possible out here. And then maybe two is like refining that. Okay. Of this, what do I want to focus this next year on? And then maybe the third section, the third like work session with myself is okay. Now that we've refined what we want to do, let's actually make a couple of steps here. Like what would, what would that look like? Let's do a bottoms up like list of what would need to happen in order for that to come to life. And then maybe four is like, okay, now let's actually set some deadlines and some real like 
um, accountability and some real like structure around that. I just like whipped that out, but I do feel like that's going to be my, my goal for December. (laughs) I love that. I think I'm going to copy that because I have felt overwhelmed whenever I have done it all at once. Yeah. And I also feel like it's good refinement, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I do that at work, where I'm like, okay, I brain dump. And then the next day I come back and I'm like, refine. And then the following day I come back and refine. Then why wouldn't we do that in our own life? Yeah. Um, and I something that you mentioned that's very powerful is accountability. Yes. Like, we all know it's important, important. We all know it's good. But very few of us actually are like reaching out to someone and being like, I need help with this. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to expose myself. But um, I reached out to a friend um, this past month. She's also a full-time entrepreneur. And shout out to Nicole if she's listening. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> yes, we love you so much. Um, but basically, we were just planning for next year. And I was like, all right, we're going to be each other's accountability And we're going to set this um, challenge up for ourselves. And to throw some skin in the game, we're actually going to bet, like put money into this challenge. So it's like, I think we're going to do like a social media challenge. And so say, I don't know, 20 days of the month we have to post or whatever it might be. I'll get in on that with you. (laughs) Okay. You're welcome to join our challenge. (laughs) I'm so in on that. (laughs) So what we're doing is each one of us has to put in $200. And if if any one of us um, doesn't post even for one day, you're out and the other person gets some money. But if both of us complete it for the full two months, then we're going to do like a girls hangout in Dallas in February. Oh like my put it into like a fun like spa day or something like that. So I love if you want idea. in, please join us. I'm um, all in. I'm trying to be more consistent on social media and like creating more content. So I would love that. You talk to Nicole first, but yeah, I would, I would so be game. Yes. Yes. Well, and I think just finding things like what motivates you, what are some things that like, if you lost or sacrificed, it would hurt you. And I just recognize like in those areas when I'm my own boss, it's just easier to throw it into the back of the, the queue because there's so many other things to do. But if I have someone holding me accountable and I'm going to lose money, like you better believe I'm going to prioritize it. So just kind of like get to know yourself with that. Yeah. What, what motivates you? Money. <laughs> what, what feels sacrificial? Money. <laughs> oh, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I hope that, um, you took something away from it if you're listening and start to map out what you want 2023 to feel like too. Maybe it's not even doing things. It's like, what do I want to feel like? What do I want, you know, June 1st to feel like? What do I want October 17th to feel like? And like get crystal clear on those feelings and what you're trying to build. And then you can kind of build actions around those feelings. Sometimes we, we get it moved around. We focus so much on doing that we lose sight of how it all makes us feel. And we can get really, really stressed and overwhelmed and burnt out. And so have the synergy, you know, the the intentional alignment between the doing and the being. And that can really help you feel um, more connected with yourself. You're not just doing it for the sake of doing it. You're doing it because it's connected to how you want to feel and, and who you are and at the being level. So I got to go because I got a yoga class here in like 16 minutes and I got to drive <laughs> 10. 
<laughs> well, good thing we finished. So, well, <laughs> thank you all for listening and tuning in to our podcast today. We tackled so many topics. We really um, did. But yes, I am so happy that we got to chat through this. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please be sure to leave us a review. We really appreciate those. And be sure to get your tickets before those run out, run out for our event. And we'll catch you next time. Bye.